Hello, everyone. My name is Dan Schaefer, and you're listening to the Milwaukee Magazine podcast. Thank you for joining us. In the May issue of Milwaukee Magazine, you'll find a first-person feature story written by Tom Tolan about working as an Uber driver. On this episode, Tom and managing editor Dan Simmons join the podcast to talk about how the story came together, the Uber experience, and getting to know a city through driving an Uber or a cab. Be sure to read the story titled Driving Through Time in the new issue of the magazine, which is on newsstands Monday, May 2nd, and is available for purchase online at milwaukeemag.com shop. Also, we feature local music on the Milwaukee Magazine podcast, so if you'd like to have a song featured on an upcoming episode, send us a tweet at Milwaukee Mag. This episode's featured song is A Place to Plant Our Flag by Paladino. So again, thanks for listening and enjoy. So I'm here with Dan Simmons and Tom Tolan, and we're here to talk about Uber because Tom Tolan is an Uber driver. Uh, also, just for our listeners, we have a fourth guest in the room today. Uh, we have Dan Simmons's dog, Bruno. So if you hear anything in the background, little barks or sneezes and stuff, that would be Bruno. But um, we're here to talk about Uber because Tom's an Uber driver. And he wrote a great feature story on being an Uber driver for the uh, main issue of Milwaukee Magazine. Um, and Dan, you edited it. And, uh, you know, I thought it'd be fun to talk about how, how this piece came together and just uh, about driving Ubers and cabs because you both have some experience with that. So, so let's just start by talking a bit about, this is Dan, uh, a bit about how this story came to be, which is that we were eager for someone to write about the experience of being an Uber driver, uh, not just Uber, but being driving for one of these new ride-sharing services, um, of which there are two um, in Milwaukee, Uber and Lyft. And uh, we were a little concerned we wouldn't that it would take some time to find someone until our, our newest employee, Tom piped up at the meeting that, uh, indeed he drives Uber. Um, so we had, uh, an Uber driver, um, in the planning meeting unbeknownst to us before he announced it. So it was, yeah, that kind of worked out. <laughs> it was, uh, it was quite convenient. So, um, Tom's first of many great contributions to the magazine. And so then we, so then we we had our driver on board, and Tom's a, a born storyteller and writer, so uh, it was uh, just easy to process from there. And Tom, tell us how and why you got behind the wheel. You you made your Prius into a an Uber uh, cab. Right. Yeah. I I was uh, I was uh, uh, a reporter and editor at the Journal Sentinel for for twenty uh, some years. And I took a buyout um, at the end of 2014. I had uh, I had severance checks for most of 2015, but as they were starting to run out, I realized I was doing a little freelancing. But I realized I needed some other income, and I looked around. I thought I I drove cab many years ago, uh, and I thought maybe I'd take that up again. But the, the reality is, uh, is, especially if you're looking for something part-time and that you can do on your schedule, Uber, for me anyway, was a much better deal than driving a cab. 
So I, I applied and it was very easy to get, uh, to get my certification as an Uber driver. Too easy, perhaps? Some might say. Some <laughs> might say. I was not required. Although I did get a cab uh, permit while I was deciding what to do. And the, the city of Milwaukee requires you to go on, undergo a police background check, including fingerprints. So I got that. And some people argue that uh, Uber drivers uh, and Lyft drivers, uh, ride-sharing drivers, should also undergo that kind of background check. Um, but uh, most of them, and as a matter of fact, they were a couple years ago um, when when the city had an ordinance requiring it, but the state uh, trumped that ordinance, and, and uh, so it's not required anymore. And so uh, to go out as, a, as an Uber or Lyft driver, do you need to have a clean driving record? Do you need to have yeah. insurance, all that kind of stuff? They do a background check. There's a private company that does background checks for them. And uh, you need insurance. Regular car insurance generally doesn't cover while you're carrying passengers for Uber. It doesn't cover you then, but Uber provides insurance that covers you from the moment you uh, um, you are assigned a ride to when you pick him or drop off the passenger. So what happens if you get a flat tire? Uh, does Uber have a little truck that'll come and fix it for you, or are you totally on your own? I have not had that uh, bad luck, but uh, I think I'm. I think you're on your own. Um, I and I think I've had experience when uh, I had too many passengers, for example, and so we had to call another. Uh, another Uber to pick them up. So I imagine that's what would happen. It, the minute you got a flat tire, you'd you'd uh, call the, for another Uber, and and they'd come and get your people, and then you'd be out there with your jack. So you're uh, used to this process from your your decades ago right. experience driving a cab, where you you know go to the the uh, place that keeps the cabs, you sign in. You take your cab out. They talk to you over the CB. How is Uber different? Well, it's all done through an app, uh, which you have on your on your smartphone. And uh, so I, I don't. And back in the day, uh, um, I, I was on the radio uh, talking to dispatchers. And so now you don't talk to anybody. You just uh, you just get uh, called on your, or you get uh, a signal on your on your iPhone and, and uh, you push, a, it's a little touch screen, you push the button and, and, and they send you to the, uh, they send you to the address of the person that needs a ride. And then another difference is that um, you don't actually handle any money, right? That's true. Yeah. And that's also a plus. Uh, back when I was driving a cab toward the end of the night, I'd have uh, quite a lot of cash in my pocket and you, uh, you get a little nervous sometimes. Um, if you were like me anyway. And now there's no cash. Um, you just, uh, it, the payment comes out of your passenger's uh, bank account and, and or, or credit card, and it goes right into your bank account. On the other hand, it, it had to have been kind of satisfying to, you know, count your money at the end of the yeah. night. Yeah, that's true. I always kept it in my shirt pocket. And sometimes <laughs> it got a little thick up there. Which was good. <laughs> Tell us about um, an early ride in your your Uber career that uh, stands out. Well, my first ride was, uh, I didn't quite know how to do the app. So uh, I took a guy from downtown 
about Milwaukee and Wisconsin up to Whitefish Bay. And he was a, oh, he was an invest, a federal investigator who was doing, he would, had a case down in Chicago and he was going to see one of his UWM profs up in Whitefish Bay. So that was interesting, but I drove all those miles and just got five and a quarter from my trouble. So, <laughs> so you, you you drove from Shorewood to downtown, picked him up from your home in Shorewood. I no, I was say. downtown oh, okay. at the time. You know, I just that's the thing with Uber. You can just turn the app on wherever you are. So I don't remember what I was doing before that, but but I was downtown at the time. Okay, so you, you drove him. From downtown to Whitefish Bay, and you got five and a quarter for your yeah, trouble. Yeah, right, right. Which or should have been be like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, like it wouldn't be twenty, but it'd be ten anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but then another one. Uh, my first big ride was a guy, and he was a very interesting guy. Uh, he was doing some some work. I I don't know if it was for Baird, uh, but he was doing some some work for a financial institution, in Milwaukee. I think it was IT work, and. Uh, his 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 name was Anwar, uh, and he had to go to the airport and pick up some uh, uh, some luggage that that had missed the plane, and then back. So it was a nice forty dollar plus ride, but um, but he gets into my car and he's got a Scottish brogue, and so it uh, turned out he had a he had a uh, um, his mom was Scottish and his uh, dad was uh, Middle Eastern. So he was he was an interesting guy. And did he grow up here? Uh, no, he grew up in Scotland. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So it sounds like... Um, that was one of the things you mentioned in the story, too, is just that you get to run into and meet all of these people from so many different yeah. cities and so many different countries because, you know, Milwaukee becoming a more global city and you're seeing yeah. from the from the city you're driving the Uber. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, I've, I've, I've just had a wide variety of people from, from all places around the world. Uh, I don't think I, I, I met, at one, in one draft I mentioned I had four guys from Shanghai who, she, who were studying at uh, Madison, at UW-Madison, and they had come into, I picked them up on, on, on Thanksgiving, and they had come into Milwaukee to see an NBA game, which... Uh, I guess NBA, the NBA is very popular in China. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's just a wide variety of. I had this uh, woman and her mom who were Middle Eastern, and they, uh, I took them downtown in a snowstorm, and uh, they were playing Arabic music on my radio. You know, they connected to my radio. You've got you've got people set up. They can play their own music if they want. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, and that's one of the Uber encourages that. Yeah. So, so you can have the. Yeah, you can. People can play their own music. Yeah. So back up just a bit, Tom. You said you drove on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I guess I did. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? I think I had either already eaten or I, I was going to eat later. But uh, <laughs> and what's the Thanksgiving crowd like? Other than Chinese guys? It was. It was. <laughs> I, I would say it was pretty dead downtown. But uh, I did. There were people at the. What is that bar over on? Uh, on Wells and uh, Jefferson and Wells, there was a, a little traffic out of there. And these guys, these guys wanted to go to the uh, Harley Davidson Museum, and I said, "I'm sure that's going to be closed." But they wanted to go and try, so we, we took them over there. <laughs> and let's talk about another holiday that I'm guessing was not quite as dead: uh, New Year's Eve. Tell yeah, us, just yeah. tell us your routine before you started driving that night, and then. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so that night, um, I have I have friends. Uh, we we have dinner together every New Year's Eve, and uh, I went to their house for uh, to, to uh, some a couple in this group, and they made Irish stew. And uh, but uh, I stopped after a half a beer because I knew I was going to be driving. I left there about uh, oh maybe ten thirty, and I went over. I'm a member of the, uh, the Milwaukee Zen Center, and so I went over there and uh, meditated a little bit. And then we, I guess, in Japan they they ring a bell on New Year's, so we rang a bell 108 times, which is I don't know why 108 it's sacred, I guess. So, so after that prepared me for a, for a night of Ubering, and uh, I was uh, with a calm mind. I <laughs> I, uh, I went and uh, worked the east side for a while. Um, just about everybody had imbibed a bit, and uh, and then uh, you know what uh, Uber uh, has uh, something called the surge. Uh, they, they set it up so if there's a high demand in any particular neighborhood, a high demand for for drivers, um, they'll they'll multiply the the fares, and um, so to attract other drivers to that neighborhood. So I think the surge was something like five and a half times the normal fare that um, at, at various times at night and. Uh, I, I just uh, made out uh, uh, hand over fist. Is that the is that the saying? Anyway, you gotta I update made, that saying now. Yeah, that's yeah. not an app when you get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I got uh, comparatively rich. I made like two hundred and fifty bucks in five hours of driving. I drove from like twelve thirty to five thirty in the morning, and uh, my big ride was uh, that I mentioned in the story was this couple. Uh, who had uh, who were among those who uh, had had their fill of uh, <laughs> alcoholic beverages, and they went they went from uh, around a bar around uh, Oakland and North way out to Sussex, and uh, and uh, the because it was surging the uh, the price was quintuple or so uh, their 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 fare was uh, I think one hundred and ninety three dollars. Which, which kind of made my night. <laughs> and then the, I didn't mention this in the story that uh, the uh, uh, I, I then I go out to uh, Oconomowoc Lake where somebody else wants a ride. And while I'm out there, I get a call that the uh, riders can can dial the number and, and uh, get in touch with you. And uh, I, they lost their wallet. Uh, so not only did they spend $193 for a fare, but they couldn't find their wallet. And I, it was not in my car, but uh, I, I hope it was in the parking lot when they got out. <laughs> so your your passengers have your contact information. Well, they don't have. There's Uber sets it up so there's a there's an Uber number that you can call that will connect you, connect them to me or me to them. So I can call. A passenger and say I'm going to be running late, or uh, sometimes the app doesn't direct you to ex- to the exact right address. So you say, "Are you really at 2341 North uh, Murray or something?" Um, and they say, "No, no, I'm I'm at 2311," which is uh, 
uh, rascals bar, by the way. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Uh, we were just there last night for, for a different story. <laughs> Tom gets all the fun stories. Uh, and what is the breakdown uh, male versus female passengers, would you say? Right about a lot of ladies in the story. Yeah, yeah, I would say... It's maybe 60, 40, fe- uh, female to male, maybe more, maybe 65. Um, it's, uh, uh, it, it's also young, uh, um, I would say uh, a majority of, of the passengers are young. And I, I attribute that to the fact that uh, young people are more uh, adept at, uh, at using a smartphone and, using, uh, and more comfortable with using an app. Although I've certainly had uh, um, had el- older uh, passengers, including my my dad's first cousin. I picked up one one day. He's in his eighties. <laughs> so, and uh, but he's always been a pretty savvy guy. With, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's it's funny you talk about all these uh, people you know who you pick up um, totally randomly. Can they request a particular driver or not? No, at least I've I asked Uber about that because a lot of people uh, ask. You know, friends of my mom's uh, um, say, "I'd like to, I don't know about driving for about taking Uber, but can I request you?" And and um, uh, I I did ask Uber about that, and they said the only way you can do it is go park at their uh, at their residence, and then then they can request. An Uber ride, and you'll be there. You'll be, the, be closest. the closest. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. They give the ride to the closest driver. So that seems. Um, but somebody else told me, well, why don't you just make a side deal with them and and uh, and you know go rogue. Not sure. Yeah, go rogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have not done that because that would be wrong. <laughs> but so that's a thought. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the story <clears throat> is Turtle Soup. Excuse me. Turtle soup. <laughs> Tell us about this guy. Yeah, so he was one. Uh, the, the way I wrote this story is requested by Dan uh, Simmons uh, uh, was to to um, describe a night of driving um, with a t- with the top of the story, and so I was describing this one night in March, uh, which I had um, a number of interesting people uh, in my cab, and one of them was this guy. He was a uh, as a student at Myad at the uh, Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design, right? Yeah. Um, and he uh, he had a uh, uh, hip hop uh, or, or a record. Oh, what's the? Not a. He wasn't a hip hop artist. Yeah, it was, he had a DJ gig uh-huh. at uh, at uh, BBC with G Daddy's BBC and up on the east side. On the yeah. east side, yeah. But he had to stop. I picked him up. Oh, I think it was 22nd and Wells or something. He lived in an apartment out there. And he was a he was an interesting looking guy, you know, a cowboy hat, uh, a little beard and he had a, you know, he had a, a case with uh, uh audio equipment in it and a backpack. Well, he wanted to go and pick up a set of earphones down at school at the at Myad. And so we're t- we're talking and uh you know, you just get to know somebody. It's probably a Thirty-minute ride total, maybe 20, 20 minutes. But you just get to know somebody uh, a little better in a long ride like that. And so he was a—he uh, um, had gone to Rufus King High School, where 
where he uh, he ran track. He was in the sprints. And uh, I think that's where he got the nickname Turtle. So I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure he was, uh, I don't think he ever went to state. I think he told me that. Anyway, uh, so um, he told him, actually, I talked to him later and he said that, uh, um, so we were talking about uh, what he wanted to do after graduating. I think he was a junior at my ad and he, um, you know, his ideal job would be working at a music magazine but um i think you know when you're that age anything can happen you know you, you don't know where you're going to end up but but uh yeah i love the fact that his uh his name for whenever he was doing a, a, a dj gig he used the name turtle soup and he spelled it s-o-o-u-p <laughs> and tell us how you found out about the unusual spelling well i called him afterwards and uh, um, and uh, he he told me that, uh, and uh, but he he spelled it for me because uh, I, I might have I, you know being a professional reporter I may have I may have even asked him how to spell soup because you got to ask you know. I think that's one of the fun things about you know about this story and about just like thinking about being an Uber driver or even, you know, myself as an Uber customer right. where you get these like little, you know, 10 to 20 half hour com- minute conversations yeah. where, you know, you get to know somebody for a very brief moment right. in time and you get, you get a little window into their life and then yeah. you just move on and then you go to pick up the next person. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's such a, it's such an interesting thing about the job. And, you know, I always like whenever I take an Uber, I'll always try to have a little conversation with whoever's there. Yeah. Ask them how long they've been doing it, and I mean, is that mostly the uh, the interaction you get when people you know jump into the car with you? Yeah, you know, some people don't want to talk. They're talking to each other. They're talking on their phone or something. Uh, um, but uh, most most people, you have a you have a little conversation. Or sometimes I'm driving and I'm I'm feeling grumpy or, or uh, incommunicative, <laughs> but. Uh, most of the time, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying being with people, and uh, you know, and these a lot of people tell me they, um, you know, obviously not every Uber driver is a saint, and we have uh, we have uh, one pretty egregious example of a non-saint in uh, in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, but uh, but most of the people I talk to about it say they've they've liked um, most or all the uh, the drivers that they met. They found them interesting. And uh, anyway, yeah, so I, so I like that sort of exchange. There was one, I don't think I put it in the story, there was one day I, I picked up a Marquette professor, and I hope he doesn't mind my mentioning it. He was, uh, he was uh, um, taught uh, Chinese history, and so he had a lot to say about uh, what's the name of the president, Xi Jing, Jinping, Dan? Uh, oh, Man, put me on the spot. Yeah, you're an old <laughs> China man. Dan has uh, been Xi in Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Anyway, he had he had some things to say about him, and uh, um, then I drop him off at Marquette, and then my next call is uh, is at Badger Bus, and it's uh, this woman, uh, uh, blonde woman who uh, with a backpack, blue jeans. But she's a, a professor. She's got a little German accent. She's a professor from Germany, who is doing research in Milwaukee on the on the uh, role that German immigrants played in the in the birth of the brewing industry in the United States. So, it was 
And she... Um, very educational. Very, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Couple was my there. educational, uh, yeah, it was my historian uh, day. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, and then I knew historian, you know, I've done, I've written some history, uh, minor history in, in Milwaukee, the history of a neighborhood. And so I had written, I had, I had read this uh, uh, history of German immigrants in Milwaukee by a woman named Kathleen Kanzen. So she was very familiar with Kathleen Kanzen, uh, and uh, and uh, was very uh, was a big fan of hers. You know, even though she was an American. So one thing I loved about cabbing, um, I called it a party in a Prius because uh-huh. it was just you know an eight hour just lark. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty much everyone was happy, with some notable yeah. exceptions. Um, and then another thing was the variety of, of new story tips, story leads you get as uh-huh. a journalist. It's just, there's no better way to get out and right. uh, see the world and hear from real, quote, real people right. than, uh, than to be in a cab. So that's great. Um, Tom, you mentioned um, your previous cabbing experience, um, which is um, a bit of a world apart from, from your right. Uber experience, although there are some commonalities. Um, do you, do you do any grocery runs as an Uber driver? I have done a few grocery runs, a couple of them from, but not, not many really, um, uh, from, uh, several from, um, uh, Walmart on East Capitol Drive to neighborhoods not far away from there. Um, and I'm thinking of one that I must have had 20 little plastic bags in my, in my, uh, trunk. Or my back deck there, so, but I don't know. I, I think I'm a lot more philosophical now. I guess I'm older, so so uh, it doesn't bother me to if, if I get a short ride or uh, if I got to work a little bit. Um, uh, in as as a cab driver, I was much more eager. I wasn't making very much money as a cab driver, so I guess you were. Uh, you had to you had to make you you rented a cab, so you had to make enough money to pay the rent, uh, pay the gas and, and then make a profit. So you would, you would get a little impatient if you had a bunch of short rides, including, uh, schlepping groceries up to somebody's doorstep. And, uh, this, you know, um, I really, I don't have to make rent. Uh, the Uber takes a, a quarter of my, of my fares. Um, and so that's how I pay. So, so I guess I'm a little more philosophical if I got a bunch of short rides, you know. I, I do get a little frustrated when it, when I'm in an area where it says um, there's a surge, and and uh, and no rides appear, uh, and that often happens because Uber lo- uh, emails their customers when there's a surge and says you're gonna have to pay two or three times your what you'd normally pay, um, and people then say, never mind, and they wait until the surge comes down. So I've, um, sometimes I've been frustrated by that. And is, the, is that surge thing, is that usually like a, you know, like a holidays or Friday, Saturday nights, like that kind of thing? Well, it's, you see it a lot more on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. But you can, you, um, you know, if there's a Bucks game, or, and I've, uh, I haven't driven when the Brewers were in town, I don't think. Uh, I used to drive, drive cab when the brewers were in town, that was one of my favorite things to do, uh, 
if you don't mind me going in a little diversion. Uh, sure. Um, the uh, it used to be that at, at the old county stadium, um, they'd let you in for free after the seventh inning. So what I like to do is go park my cab in the in the little cab uh, line out there, um, go into the stadium, get a bratwurst, and watch the last two innings of the game, and go out and pick up whoever wanted a cab. That was, that was my ideal summer uh, diversion. It's pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably not a way to get rich, but uh, you could follow the Brewers. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so I imagine there's going to be surges around uh, around the Miller Park, uh, as if I drive while while uh, uh, while the Brewers are in town, and there certainly are around uh, around uh, the Bradley, the BMO Harris, <laughs> BMO Harris Bradley Center uh, um, when when the Bucks are playing, or after the Bucks game and before the Bucks game. Uh, sure, you see surges. So do you do you do a lot of driving on Friday and Saturday nights? Well, that's what I've been doing. Although I haven't been driving as much since I'm working here full time at the Milwaukee Magazine, and uh, I also have uh, uh, another part time uh, gig, and uh, and and many sort of family uh, things to do. Uh, so so I'm I'm not driving as much as I did, but it it certainly. Um, but Saturdays you, are the you day. You had your fair share of, yeah. of Friday, Saturday nights out. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. that it is Milwaukee, it's fair to expect many of your customers on that night have been drinking pretty heavily. Right, or are on their way to drink. Or are on their way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, what's that experience been like? Has it been mostly positive or is it Mostly been, positive. Yeah. I, did, I did have a guy who was very, you know, three, four, five sheets to the wind. <laughs> and... Uh, he uh, he was one of those uh, uh, um, persons who get kind of obnoxious when they drink. And some people get friendly, but this guy was. He he wanted to know. He, his question was, "What do you think about America?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I probably didn't help much when I said, "Well, do you mean South America or North America?" <laughs> <laughs> And he had some fairly, uh, fairly despicable things to say about women in general, and, and this one woman who didn't want to go home with him, that uh, made me happy to drop him off. Very happy. I'm going to try and guess where this was. Was it Water Street that he picked him up? Uh, east side. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think okay. it was. Uh, I think it was uh, Jefferson <laughs> Street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, dropped him off. I don't think I'm. I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's a good question. Him. I don't know if that's the venue for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get um, calls from people who get from bars to pick up people who have been booted out of bars? That that used to be a, a uh, I crime. don't know that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's who's. Uh, I mean, is a bar going to pay for the uh, for Uber? Um, because because you you order an Uber from from your app, and and then your credit card is connected to it, so I don't know that a a bar would would pay for for Uber. I mean, bartenders tell me I've, a friend of mine who's a bartender has told me that he gets he gets a yellow cab immediately when he calls a cab from his bar, but he's had he had some some bad luck with with the cab. 
when they didn't know he was this bartender that they that they served all the time. He was somewhere with his family downtown. And then he then he called Uber and got a ride right away. So. One thing I found funny about driving in Madison were, uh, quote, pinball passengers who would get booted from one bar. The bar would call the cab company uh-huh. and say, pick up this guy, you know, right. who's stumbling in the street, pounding on the window outside my bar. And then they'd sent him to a, a different bar down the street. Um, so then, you know, inevitably, 20 minutes later, we'd get a call from the next bar. <laughs> Just yeah. play hot potato with the same guy throughout the night. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. if you're drunk and obnoxious enough, you can qualify for a lot of free cab rides. Oh, you get a free, so the bar would pay for the cab ride? Yeah. Oh. Well, because it's in their business interest to have obnoxious drunks yeah. in someone else's bar. Right. Still, yeah, still it's not too responsible to let them keep drinking. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. No, although even if they'd send him home, um, the the passenger would always reroute me to a different bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were very uh, adept and practiced at yeah. the, <laughs> the routes. Yeah. They, no matter how drunk they were, they knew exactly how to get to the next bar. Right. Until we get a call from that bar. Okay. Uh, quickly, just tell us, um, back when you were driving for Yellow Cab, um, the, what, they'd, what the dispatcher would say um, when you'd get a grocery run. Oh yeah, yeah. He would say uh, um, he'd give he'd give you the address that you were assigned to, and everybody knew all the addresses of the grocery stores in town. And then he'd say, "Don't break the eggs." <laughs> <laughs> what was the wolf howl? Uh, yeah. So so when he when even when he didn't say, "Don't break the eggs," uh, like I say, everybody knows the knew the addresses of all the grocery stores. And so when when he'd read off one of those addresses. Somebody else, some other cab driver, would do a big wolf howl, <laughs> and uh, uh, sort of derisive wolf howl. I said in the story, and and uh, it was pretty funny. Um, but uh, the dispatchers got a little annoyed with him over over <laughs> time. But I, as far as I remember, they never found out who the guy was, and it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought when I read the story. That was Tom doing the wolf howl. So you were just in New York City visiting your son and yeah. sister. I'm wondering um, if you noticed much change in the cab habits and cab culture there, where where people are so used to taking cabs. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody everybody takes cabs. I, let's see, did I? I was mostly in the subway. Uh, uh, my sister, you know, my sister was walking a lot. She was walking long ways through Brooklyn. So maybe she's uh, maybe she's saving money on cabs. But uh, I did ride Uber. Um, I was going to ride Uber to the to the airport, but my sister, bless her heart, gave me a ride to LaGuardia. But but uh, the day before I got, I took an Uber from my son's house to her house, and uh, um, the guy uh, was making a lot more money than me. He had uh, he had one. He had his his longest ride. He told me was uh, nine hundred dollars, 
Uh, I think it was from Manhattan down to Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> and one night, I think he told me that one night he made 1300 for the night. Um, I don't know, that might have been clearing 1300 I don't remember. But it sounded like he was making a good deal more than than me, although I don't generally drive 13 hours. Um, in a, and then I've had a couple of long nights like that, but. And what are the rules about geographic boundaries? If someone got in and said, take me to Chicago, could yeah, you do it? Sure. Take me to Florida? Yeah. yeah, well, I suppose you could. Um, I did ask, uh, I had this idea of, uh, or somebody suggested that I could, I, I was going to do some traveling and writing uh, before I ended up here. And, and uh, um, somebody was suggesting I could drive Uber in every city. Uh, but I did ask uh, I did ask the uh, Uber people about that, and they said no. You have to live in a city for a year, and, you know, sort of establish residency and like uh, uh, the bona fides uh, of of at least uh, looking like you know the city before you actually can drive in it. Although on their um, you know on their app they provide you with the GPS map, so they. Uh, you can follow the map and you know get to wherever you're you're going. Um, often I don't use that because I know where I'm going. You know, uh, after all those years of cab driving, years ago, and just living here. Uh, just to conclude, you're quite the um, the uh, Milwaukeepedia, so to speak, uh, <laughs> with your extensive knowledge <clears throat> of this town and <clears throat> its history. What, if anything, new have you learned about it? I mean, you, you talked about uh, it's it's more cosmopolitan and global than it used to be. Right. Have you picked up any um, new uh, facts or um, insights that will be useful in trivia? Yeah, well, I don't know that I have. Uh, you know, I think I did get one story idea from driving, but I don't remember what it was. But... Um, I just, I guess what I like about it is that, uh, you know, you, if, you're, if you're writing uh, stories, you're, you're interviewing people, you're, you know, you're a journalist. So that's one way of knowing the city, but, it, but it's, it's more informal and, and uh, intimate and, you know, sort of uh, small scale to, to know the city through all the people that come in, come in and sit in your car when you're driving or your cab. And so you, you just, I like, I, I feel in touch with the city, which is, I, I like that. I really like that. We sent to 